The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all of the details at CircaSports.com. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Know me, know the voice, know the guys. Me, really real, villain real. It's real from Gene here at your service. And uh, it is the second half of the season. We are back. We have two games on the slate tonight. We have a week jam-packed full of games, honestly. But we're focusing on a two-game slate here in the WNBA night. You know me. And I got my guy, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Yeah, doing pretty well. Surprise. I should have asked you beforehand, by the way, how long the soundbite was, because I had no clue when I was supposed to jump in there. But, uh, yeah, nice to be back. Looking forward to the second half of the season. Should be fun. I know we made some money in the first half, so let's keep it rolling. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I don't ask me what we did last episode. I don't remember. I don't, I, I don't remember. I think we did all right. I hit my lock. Yeah, because it was Aces team total over 46 and a half. I hit my lock. Probably missed the dog feel like I missed the dog. But we did a prop in there. So I remember that I hit my prop and I lost my lock and dog, I think. And then I uh, I hit the prop. I didn't NECA. And NECA got the 20. That was against the Aces, I believe it was. NECA got the 20 that first time around. But three third man in the booth today. We got John Gender, Gindiana Jones. Gindy, what's going on? You know, just a, another million-dollar day here in the great state of Pennsylvania and looking forward to the second half of the WNBA. Uh, great state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. Philly is there. They got Hershey Park. We do. Okay. Have Hershey Park. All right. Good time. Come on. I guess Hershey Park is cool. We'll, 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 maybe not Philly, but Hershey Park is all right around here. We'll, we'll, I'm not a big chocolate guy, to be honest. That, that just made that's, me your, so, that's your loss. Yeah, that's, that's that just made problem. me so sad. No, man, I'm I'm just y'all just sit here and eat chocolate like the chocolate bar. You just sit there and eat chocolate like I, I, I guess chocolate is a good accent piece. You go to the gift shop and you see the 50 pound chocolate bar. and You don't actually buy it, but you walk past it. John knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, you don't consider Reese's peanut butter cups chocolate like that's a lot. That's a lot for me. Uh, I'm good. Wow. On Reese's. Really? Yeah, I'm good on Reese's. I, I don't think it's too many chocolate like candy bars that I'm just interested in. Like Snickers, okay, cool. Snickers are cool. Twix, all right, that's cool. But like after that, hmm. I've always been a Three Musketeers guy. Oh uh, no, absolutely not. We actually, I think, I think that's delicious. So they actually yeah. sit around in the candy dish for like two years because nobody else put them in them. the freezer. That's the secret. The Three Musketeers bar makes them better for some reason because they're not good when they're not out of the freezer. Am I the crazy one here, or is it y'all? I'm trying I think to figure it out. I, 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 I you just, to, I you just said you don't like chocolate, so we're definitely you know. I, I am not a here. chocolate enthusiast. I am not a chocolate. Yeah, that puts I, you in the minority here. Like, there's no way that yeah. that's a common opinion to not like chocolate. I understood it at first when you said you didn't like chocolate bars, so I was like, oh, I'll give you an out here and ask you if you like. Yeah, no, because like you said, then you no, because really I definitely like don't like chocolate bars. Yeah. I definitely don't so, like. Do you like chocolate ice cream, or you just don't like chocolate at all? Um. What am I eating the chocolate? No, because at what point do I need chocolate ice cream? I like chocolate cake. 
Like, I was just I like wondering chocolate. if it was the chocolate flavor. Or you just don't like the physical no. like bar. No, I actually hate the physical bar. Uh, okay. I've actually had some some uh, medicated chocolate, and it was the physical bar, and I hated eating it, but I ate it because it was medicated. We uh, might need a SGPN food podcast here pretty soon just to break this down a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, me, me, Jong, and Ryan, 100%. Ryan will give you all the medicated foods. John will just, Jong will just give Jong you is, food. Yeah, Jong's got a lot. We'll of do all the restaurant years. reviews. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, no, I'm just not. Um, I'm not really. I, I can't get there. For definitely not a Hershey's bar. I'm not eating a Hershey's bar. That's pure chocolate. I'm good. Dark chocolate is freaking disgusting. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. Dark chocolate. I'm not is a dark chocolate guy either. So I can I can get on board that one piece. But okay. But now, chocolate infused with German chocolate cake is disgusting because it has coconut in it. It's actually a really good cake, but because the coconut is there, it ruined the entire cake. Okay. So that's disgusting. I'm not a coconut guy either. So okay. Like what about um, like chocolate milk? Do you like chocolate milk? I don't like milk in general. So okay. You're telling me not even like a like a was it a yuhu? You weren't a Yoohoo guy? No, ew, that's oh, disgusting. Come <laughs> that's oh, come disgusting. on. Wow. It's actually as, as somebody who has like a wild sweet tooth, this is this is insane to me. Like I, I cannot grasp. I, I don't eat chocolate that tooth. often, but I recognize how tasty it is. I just don't eat it that often. Like Oreos, think, they're they're chocolate cookies. Yeah, no, Oreos are fine. Oreos okay, are fine. at least we'll find we got something. So Oreos are good. Uh Reese's no. Um what else? I don't know. We're talking about, about chocolate and honestly. We're supposed to be talking about the games. So before we get to talking about the games, I got to talk to you about Circus Sports because Circa Millions and Circus Survivor are back. $14 million in prizes up for grabs. Circa Millions, that's it. Five ATS NFL picks each week. That's it. Just get five picks right. There's like math in public, math in public. What is it? Four conferences, eight, 32. So 32. So there's like almost 16 games going on at any given time. Might have a buy, might have you got at least double digit games. You just gotta get five right. That's it. Five right each week. And you do that, you're gonna win circa millions. Go out there and try. Super easy. Circa Survivor. All right. Say you can't do five. Say you're not a DJ and you can't do five. One money line pick a week. That's it. Not even against spread. Just a money line pick. Now, can't use the team again, of course. Like if I I, I would use the Chiefs every chance I could, you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Goat Mahomes, all that. But you have the chance. One money line pick each week, different team every single week. Survive to the end. All 17 weeks. Do that, and you can have your share of $14 million. SGP will be out there last weekend in August for the big Circus Sports sign-up weekend. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Circusports.com for all the details. Go to Circusports.com. All right, people. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the two games in WNBA. We have first up, 7 p.m. on the East Coast, the Atlanta Dream hosting the Minnesota Lynx. Dream opened up as a minus four-point favorite. That line has increased all the way to minus five and a half. 172 was where the line opened at. It's down to 170 and a half for the total injury report here for these two teams. And we have for the Atlanta Dream, it looks like... Ari McDonald still out, so really nothing to report there. Pretty clean injury report from what we've known for the Dream for the past month and change. And for the Minnesota Lynx, we have a little more extensive. Air Powers is still out. Tiffany Mitchell is still out. Jessica Shepard is still out. Natalie Achanwa is still out. Rachel Banham is on the injury report. She's going to be out Tuesday with the thumb injury. And then you have... Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, Nicolena Milik, she is questionable with a shoulder injury. So she looked like she might, well, probable, actually, not even questionable, probable with the shoulder injury. So she looks like she's going to go in that front court. Rachel Bantam, out. She's been up and down this season, but that's the depth piece that they're going to miss there, along with a lot of injuries from the Minnesota Lynx already. Scott, I'm going to kick it over to you first. You got a Lynx team that's kind of hobbled here. Are you taking them plus five and a half on the road? No, uh, I'm going to take the dream. I see six, uh, potentially six and a half in some spots, but I'll use six for the sake of this. I think at the end of the day, the dream of playing some good basketball lately. I know that Terrell and I had some decent hopes for them. Terrell was higher on them than I was, and then they got off to the bad start. They couldn't guard anybody, and then they kind of figured something out over the last month and playing some good basketball. I know I backed them right before the All-Star break. I was fortunate that Jewel Lloyd got the night off, but the dream covered for me, so I have no complaints about Atlanta. But they've been playing good basketball, and you're looking at the Lynx. They definitely punted that final game. They really, really wanted to go on break early, so they lost that game by, what, 70? Uh, they got killed <laughs> in that last game. But they're just injured to hell and back, and even though I do like Collier a lot, she's a very good player, I do question the overall scoring depth of this team. Miller's solid, McBride has moments, but it's mostly Collier. I just feel like Atlanta has too many options, and they're actually healthy. I'm going to take Atlanta at home, minus six. All right, Gindy, over to you. I'm going with Scott on this. I had Atlanta minus five and a half, but I would take them at six as well. Um, Atlanta is a good basketball team. They were just very inconsistent, I think, in the first half and towards the end. They really they couldn't guard to, anybody. That was the problem. Yeah. They, they learned how to play defense, kind of, which helped. Yeah, they can definitely score. We know that. Um, it's just a matter of a, who's going to score that night, which absolutely infuriates me every time I try to do some prop bets with them because it's always the opposite guard going off that night. Um, but I think this one's going to be pretty easy for Atlanta, and the injury re- report pretty much makes me want to double down on that because that's a, it's a lot of injuries for a lot of depth when they're already looking for where they're going to get points besides Collier and Miller here and there. So give me Atlanta minus five and a half. I'm on the opposite side of y'all. I'm going with Minnesota plus five and a half here. (laughs) And I get it. I think that one, it's a really, really nice bounce back spot from going into all-star and losing by 40 to the wings. So I think it's a really, really better. Wow. I think it's a really, really better. Uh, yeah, it was at home. It was a home game. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I mean, the record for Minnesota on the road is better, six and three, probably because they're majority underdogs on the road. They're catching points and they're able to keep these games a little bit tighter. Uh, both these two teams have been really good against the spread 11 and nine for Minnesota, 11 and eight for Atlanta. Like you said, Atlanta really, really turned it on as of late. But one thing that's kind of picking my brain about Atlanta is that. While they played a lot better defensively, there's like there's player players can have a nice night against them. So they can give up a good game to Jordan Horston, who had 23 on eight for 16 against them before the all-star break. And literally the only person on the storm that was scoring the basketball. Whereas you come back, Kalia Copper game before that had 28 on 11 of 19. So she had a really good game against them. Like I think, and then you go NECA, NECA had back to back 20 pieces against them. I'm pretty sure a 20 piece and a 25. So uh, I think here 
it's going to be Collier for me. That's probably what I'm going to be looking at more and just getting down on her. But I'm going to lean on this Minnesota team to kind of bounce back in this spot and kind of rally around her. If she, if I think she can get to 30, and I think that's well inside her realm possibility coming out of All-Star, if she can get to 30, I think everybody else might be able to add enough that makes this game interesting. It looks like the game's going to go under how the line is moving opposed to the bets and the money, and we'll talk about that in a second. But if this is an under game, and I think that it's going to be low scoring i think minnesota is going to be able to do their fair share and majority of it's going to be nafisa collier and i'm just going to hope diamond miller uh kayla mcbride you know and company can be able to add enough that you know if she gets 30 they get 40 like all of them combined can get 40 so i'm i'm hoping here for minnesota to be able to get it done i'll take minnesota plus five and a half is mitchell on the injury report did you say She, she is still out with a foot injury i believe i just don't really see besides Miller, and Collier, I don't see where they get many more points consistently. Yeah, but so um, – and it, it, it kind of – it's not consistent like in terms of, oh, it's going to be this person, but you have Dorka who's been playing really well, and she's been able to add to the scoring workload and be better for them. Oh, they do oh, have some nice pieces. Yeah, piecemealing. I don't think anybody else is going to get – you know, outside of maybe Caleb McBride and Don Miller, is anybody else going to be a lot for double figures? No, but I think that they'll get five, six, seven here. And all of that typically adds up in how they typically play these games on the road. So it just feels like a road spot that Minnesota can get up for. And they've been really good. Again, six and three on the road, ATS this season. So I, I'm going to continue to back them here. I think five and a half is just a little bit too rich for my blood with Atlanta. Uh, but to the total, 170 and a half. I said it. I see money coming in on over. Total's going down. Reverse line movement already rings a bell in my mind that I want to get down on the under here. Looking at the total for these two teams, 10 and 10, Minnesota, 12 and 7 for Atlanta in the last five games. Minnesota is 4 and 1 to the over, actually. And Atlanta is 3 and 2 to the under. Home. Uh, at home, seven and two this season to the over for Atlanta, four and five to the under in on the road for the Minnesota Lynx. Scott, what do you like here? One seventy and a half. I'm going to go with the under as well, uh, even though I am taking the dream. It's just a scheduling spot for me. I really don't like to take overs when there's basically a week off for teams. I expect rust. I expect some sloppy play. Maybe a first half under if you think it's going to be really ugly early on. But I'm also concerned about how Minnesota is actually going to score. So there are a couple ways to get there. But I'm going to go with the under. I really don't like taking overs when you don't know what to expect from each team in terms of rust and just some lackluster execution with offensive sets. Because of that, I'm going to go with the under. It seems to be a pretty profitable play long term. If you just blindly take unders after a long layoff, I'm going to stick with that approach. All right. Gindy, what do you like here? I'm I'm on the under as well, um, mainly because we already talked enough about Minnesota not being able to score, but I'm with Scott on the rust coming out of an all-star break, a week break. So I think their scoring is still going to be good. It might just be a little bit less than we're used to. So give me the under 170 and a half. First half under 86 and a half. I like that as a play. I'm actually going to go bet that. <laughs> so that's a lot high. for me. That's a lot. Yeah, it does. It feels really, really high. So I'm going to go ahead and bet that. Under 86 and a half, first half under for this game. That's a lot for me. All right. 
player props, what do we have here? Uh, I've already stated I like Nafisa Collier. I see her at 20. Is that, yeah, is that right? She was at 19 earlier this morning. Really? So I grabbed that because I couldn't believe it. Um, I still like her at 20. But, yeah, she was at nine. I think it was 19 or 19 and a half. So. Yeah, I see 20 and a half right here. I mean, that's way, way too low here, Scott. Am I, am I tripping? No. Uh, I think that... Once again, if you're expecting, you know, somebody to have a big game, I think she's definitely a strong candidate to have one of those. I'm really just curious uh, what John likes out of the guards from Atlanta, so I could bet on the other person. Okay. <laughs> well, so my gut 100% is says Ryan Howard is going to come out and absolutely light it up. I still think that All-Star snub is fresh in the head, even though she – Technically, she got in the in the end out of a, you know, as a replacement. Yes, still. and I, I think that was rightfully deserved. She should have been in from the get-go. Um, so I, I expect her the first game, which means don't bet her, basically, because she'll end up with 12 points. And it'll I'm going to bet on Gray. Yeah, yeah, no, it just, yeah, Alicia Gray over 17 and a half. Go ahead and add a lot to that. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. All right, let's see here. Anything else anybody else likes in this game, player part wise? I, I, I thought like about Dime, Parker. But... I like Diamond Miller. So I'll let Scott go first. I'll yield the floor. Oh no, it's fine. You like Miller, I like Parker. Uh, I'll, I, you can make your case first if you want to. Yeah, Miller over 11 and a half. Look, we're talking about where's the scoring going to come from. She's the second option in this point blank. And the, the second option at only 11 and a half, I will gladly take that risk that's barely double digits i think she is very underrated as a player and she is going to be a force to reckon with here and it's going to come fast so i like these small point totals i see because she can go off for 20 at any night let's see here diamond sprained her ankle on may 30th came back to the w on the 27th of june since then, her points total 18, 19, 25, 1, 10, 15, 9. So since being back, she's hit over this mark in four of seven games. The one I'm made like, me laugh. I just, you yeah, know. it was. I, I <laughs> the remember one, the one I was kind of funny. <laughs> I bet on her that game and I checked at halftime and she had zero points and I was, I was very. They won hungry. that game too. Yeah, it was. I mean, she did increase her first half scoring by infinity, though. And it was a pretty high scoring game for Minnesota, if I remember right. Like they. Oh yeah, it was ninety. It was ninety eighty four. I mean ninety eighty three against the Fever. It was a high scoring game. She just had one point. One point. I like the rebounds for Parker. Not that I'm looking at it. She's had a double. So that's what I was three the last four. So that's what I was going to give out. I saw plus money on seven and a half, and it just felt like we were still in there with Cheyenne Park. I think she's – that's really who I think is just not being talked about enough, how good she's been, you know. Look at her points total the past five games, 14, 14, 18, 18, 14. Mm-hmm. And then, again, Scott, as he said, three of the last five, she's had a double-double. And, you know, she's had six rebounds in the other two uh, – in the other game. That One of those is the All-Star game, I didn't realize. Her but, point total was at like 17 and a half, which is kind of cutting it close to where she's been at. So I'm going to go with the rebounds instead. Yeah, or I'm with you. I like the rebounds. Whatever. Still, still like, pretty close. I like the rebounds. Three to last four. She's hit it. I'm with you. All right. Let's see here. Before we get into the last game of the slate, 
Got to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy because Best Ball Mania 4 is back and they are giving away $15 million in prizes. Come on now. Like, what's the best What's the best show out here? We have two sponsors of the show giving away $14 and $15 million. Come on now. Like, get with the winning team here. Favorite MLB props, NFL season props, they're in there. WNBA, you have that. We just gave you out a bunch of bets. You need to make sure to go ahead and just put a player par- parlay together. Take Ryan Howard's under and take Alicia Gray's over. Just the Faye Gindy pro- uh, underdog parlay. Matter of fact, that that's it. Underdog play, player props, just Faye Gindy. And, you know, take Ryan under, Alicia over. Shoot, let's sprinkle Cheyenne in there. Rebounds, we like that. Matter of fact, I'm talking about it. Let me be about it. I'm going to show you right now. I'm about to be about it. Let's see here before we uh, move on to the rest. This is like a legendary level read here because we're, we're degenerates. All right. Alicia Gray higher. Ryan Howard lower. Oh, they don't have rebounds for Cheyenne. Scott, do we go with the 15 and a half points? Uh, we can unless you want to throw Miller in there because that number is a bit. Or more. they have 24 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Yeah, sure. Do- good, good enough. All right, let's go. We'll Points, it. rebounds, and assists. It's over 24 and a half for Cheyenne Parker. Yeah, I like the Miller play, too. So we're going to take Diamond Miller over higher. And we got to end it with Nafisa Collier. 20x. That is a 20x payout. 20 times the money you put in. $20 gets me $400 if I lock it in. But, hey, if you're if you're worried and you're like, hey, Maybe that Cheyenne Parker play is not going to hit. Perfectly fine. Add some insurance to you to it. Hey, max payout goes from twenty to two hundred dollars. But if you miss one, you still get two point five times the money you put in. Man, go over there and tap into Underdog Fantasy. Look, promo code SGPN for new users get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. Let's let's see here. What are we doing? We have these last game of the two game slate. Connecticut Sun traveling to Phoenix to play the Phoenix Mercury opened up as minus four and a half for the Sun up to minus seven and a half. One sixty one was the total. One sixty two and a half is now the total injury report here for these two teams. And let's see here for the Connecticut Sun. Looks like it's pretty clean. Brianna Jones, the only thing that I have to mention there is we already know she's out for the season. And for the Phoenix Mercury, clean injury report here too. Only thing that I see here is Skylar Diggins-Smith out for personal reasons. As we know, she just had a baby. So, Gindy, I'll start with you this time. You're getting seven and a half with the Phoenix Mercury at home. Are you willing to take it? No, absolutely not. I think this game is going to be a blowout. Um, I know that the Mercury kept up with the Liberty and everybody was like, oh, my God. But they're still just – they're not that good. Connecticut is playing arguably as good as they were playing without um, Brianna Jones when she went down. So I like Connecticut here, and I like them by double digits. So I'm taking the complete opposite, Connecticut minus seven. All right, Connecticut minus seven. Scott, what are you doing? I'm looking at Connecticut team total over in this game. Uh, the Mercury can't guard anyone. And Connecticut with Brianna Jones out, uh, they played a lot faster, and it's worked out. Oh, we know AT's done her thing. You've seen Bonner do her thing as well. But simply put, 
this Mercury team can't guard anybody. And I think when you're looking at what Connecticut can do, would it shock me if they scored north of like nine? If they scored north of ninety, would I totally be shocked? Not really. Uh, they've been good offensively lately. I think that they're going to perform well once again. Team totals around eighty-five and a half, which I do think they'll go over. But I am once again concerned about the immediate first game after a long layoff. So I might kind of stay away from that in the end. But I am going to go with Connecticut. I just think they're the much better team. And the Mercury, they're really, really bad. Terrell and I were low on them when the season started. We didn't think they'd be this bad. But I did mention them to miss miss the playoffs at plus 1,000. No, it's really funny because we definitely thought they were going to be bad. But this is like – We were so low on them. We were so wrong, but we were right. I just don't get it, though. Like, they keep up with a team like the Liberty and – Literally almost beat the a Liberty. broken clock is right twice a day. Guys. I know, but how I saw do you the do that and then play the so fever. bad? Like I don't understand how you can keep up with a team that caliber and then just play so bad. I saw the Liberty try to blow a twenty-something point lead against the uh, Fever in a Commissioner's Cup game. Like I, I've seen the Liberty blow some well, opportunities against some bad teams. They they win in the end, but they make it interesting more than it needs to. I I think it was a one-off, to be honest. I, I, I think the Mercury are just a really bad team. I know Terrell loves the Liberty, but I ain't with it. I think they're overrated. Put it on a billboard, and I just don't think they're uh, that good. Well, the, well, I'll ask you this. When you say overrated, compared to what? We all Obviously, know the they Aces have four are losses. The they have four I, I, losses. But, no, 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 but I'm asking. Like, We know the Aces are probably going to win the title. They're minus 230 to win. I, I grouped the Liberty put, with the with the Sun, but nobody's going to compete with the Aces if we're being if honest. You put with Dallas in a series with them right now in the playoffs, and Dallas is winning that series. No. That I disagree with, and I, I think, think Dallas Atlanta might give them a run for their money too. They're not even Atlanta. Not, okay, like maybe Connecticut. I think they. I think Connecticut would give them the biggest run, but you need to leave. <laughs> them being the second best team, like that clearly, I just don't. I think there's teams that have something to say about that movie. I have them neck and neck with Connecticut, but the Liberty have won the head-to-head, so I got the Liberty in two. But the Aces are so far ahead of everyone else. But that's a separate topic of conversation. Yeah. Point is, the Mercury stink, and uh, I thought they'd be bad. But once again, I mentioned them to miss the playoffs at plus 1,000. I didn't think they'd have the worst record in the league. I didn't think they'd be worse than the Fever. But I had questions about Tarazi with her age. I had questions about Griner. She's actually been very good, so, so Griner's funny. answered my questions. <laughs> but... Diggin Smith, with her being out, she's the best player on the team. So that was the main reason why we were going to fade them from the start of the season onward. I didn't like the coach either, and now she's unemployed. So that kind of worked out the way I thought it was going to work out. But, yeah, at the end of the day, the Mercury are just an absolute disaster, and Connecticut's really good. It's pretty simple for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not about to repeat this. You guys know I'm not taking the Mercury. It's Connecticut minus seven and a half. I don't. I mean, everybody's betting Connecticut. So maybe you don't want to take the spread just because everybody's betting it and somehow, some way, maybe there's like a last second three or something like that. And it, it goes to seven and some people push, some people lose. But I mean, if you have taken some type of narcotics and you really, really want to find a way to back the Mercury in this game, some medicinal just, chocolate, <laughs> just take Diana Tarasi plus seat. <laughs> Just say the Tarasi plus 320 for 20 plus points, man. That's the only way they're winning. And that's a big reason why they're losing is because she looks pretty old. And that's because yeah, she is pretty old. So I used to, she was one of my favorite players, especially in college, too. But she is a shell 
of herself. Because she's ball. 41. It's I know that. Ball. I'm she's just saying, 41. like, even just the shot choices and the is it mother easy... time what do we call that mother time father time she she's lost that just even mentality she's just chucking up threes to chuck up threes i yeah it's it's bad mother i'm time. trying to think of a good comp for that i i'm trying to think is it is it kind of like mellow at the end or it's just like I'm gonna keep chucking up shots because I made these like five years ago, and it's like no, I, I can't make these shots That's, anymore. I think it's. I mean, mm, no, I would say it's still Kobe because she still has some games that she do like look back. Like Melo wasn't too too often Ooh, that he. I don't know though. Even Kobe. On. I think it's. I think it's more Kobe in his later years where it was just like, all right, you know, he can go for twenty thirty, but is he gonna do it? Probably not. And then he has like a random game where he does do it, and you're like, oh, hey, there you go. That's Kobe. I think it's the same thing. Chicago had, Bulls Dwayne Witch. Has she had over 20? <laughs> I forgot that that was a person. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago Bulls. I forgot Wade. that was a person. Yeah. I would oh, say maybe Cavs Shaq. Wade. Like, when Shaq was at the end of his career, he wasn't doing On which nothing. Team? When he, yeah, exactly. Like, like, when he was bouncing from like the Celtics, the yeah. everything probably post Miami. She's not as bad as that. She is not as bad as that. No. That Shaq, that Shaq couldn't even get up. I compared it to Melo. I mean, I know she's a point guard, so I got to work on an exact replica, but. It's been rough. Let's put it that way. It's been really, really bad. All right. Totals 162 and a half, I think, now. Yep. I don't think anybody's taking the under. Is anybody willing to sit up here and profess an under to the crowd? The only case would be, once again, the long layoff, but I'd rather take a Mercury under than the full game under because I really don't trust this Mercury defense to stop anybody. So I think Connecticut's going to do what they want. The question is, will the Mercury actually show up offensively that's the that's the debate for me. I'd rather take the team total under as opposed to the full game under. I think the layoff thing is a good debate, but I think I it, it works the other way for me. I think it, they're just not going to play any defense, and they're just going to be like, "All right, you scored." I mean, you're well, still the Mercury down don't 20. play defense anyway, so yeah. The, the way I look at this is, do we think Connecticut's going to be in contention to put a hundred points up tonight? I, I mean, I mentioned the right. team total earlier. The one thing that scared yeah. me off was the rest, but it was at 85 and a half. So if they score 90, it, I'm not shocked. Exactly. That's what I think. 90 shocked, but I'm not going to be shocked if they score 100. So all we need is Phoenix to score 62 and a half. Yeah. I, mm. I, think, they, I think they could do that. You're also <laughs> making it sound like it's easy to score 100 points. Yeah, I was about no. to say. I don't know. Uh, give I me – I, I still like the over. I still like the yeah. – what? why is my – I would lean over for the full game, but I do think any under I'm considering would be just the team total for the Mercury because they're a really bad team. Yeah, I like that. So full game, team total over for the Sun, team total under for the Mercury. Give me a uh, – wow, okay, this book doesn't happen. Hold on, go on to another book. Give me a first half Sun team total over I'm not even sure what the number would be. I'm gonna get I'm gonna guess like forty five and a half, maybe. Forty three and a half at minus one fifteen. There we go. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. Under is juiced. Juiced minus one twenty five to the under, but minus one fifteen over forty three and a half. That is uh, my son first half team total. I, again, Mercury have been really bad in the first half of this season, so yeah. perfectly fine doing that, fading them in the first half again. All right. And I like Sun minus four first half too. Okay. Player props. I've said if you feel like you have to back the Mercury in some way, shape, or form or fashion, I completely understand it because again, 
everybody's betting. 97% of bets, 98% of money is on Connecticut minus seven and a half. I'm never recommending a bet that has 97, 98% of money. 100% understand why you would want to fade that. Am I going to fade it? No. But am I going to recommend it? No. So if you want to take them, you take Brittany Griner over 20 and a half points, or you just sit here and say this is going to be the Giants Rossi game because it's likely to be one of the two things. I don't see anything for Michaela on your way there. And oh, well, I see her at 10 and a half. Okay, I would take her plus 108 at 10 and a half. That is like the only other person I would touch. And that's the only other person I see here. So they have actually triple double at plus 320. Really? That that's yeah. where the odds are now. They waited until she had about seven of them, and then they finally started dropping odds on triple double. Yeah, I think yeah, because this, this is, is a... the first time I've seen double double and triple double props here. Double double's yeah. minus three forty, which is just ridiculous. But Griner's plus three twenty. Is she at Jokic level? I don't think she's at Jokic levels yet. Well, Jokic would be even money, so she's not at Jokic. No, level. but like Jokic when he f- was first starting to like get on, oh. like when he was when we were realizing, oh wait, this guy is really a triple double machine. He wasn't. He wasn't three twenty. I think more than this. I think this is a triple double game. I think it might be too, but I, I don't know if I want to take 320 or not. It, it's crazy to me that the thing I'm always worried about in triple doubles is points. Like, in what world that should ever be the thing? I, I think she'll deliver the 10 assists and 10 rebounds every game. It's literally, does she deliver the points or does she get stuck at eight? Like, it, it's crazy to me. I mean, I guess I, I have to like the triple double too because John and I expect Connecticut to score roughly ninety points. So yeah. if that's going to happen, she's probably going to just going to rack up a bunch of stats. And since we've been on, it's been moving. They had eight and a half um, for rebounds, but now it's moved to nine and a half. I think on Fan Duel when I just checked. So if you are going to and you're listening to this live, if you like the eight and a half, you better get it because I think it's going to start moving here. And that's for both assists and rebounds. We're at eight and a half. I was contemplating if I wanted to make a case for Griner double double at plus three twenty. I'm not sure if I can. Connecticut's a decent rebounding team. They're not great on the boards. They rank sixth, so there is some room for some boards. But you have blowout potential. Maybe Griner will be a bit motivated that she didn't win MVP. I thought she was going to win it by default, to be honest, uh, when they saw the nah, – So when, when Jewel started going for the score record, that's when I was like, all right, now she's – like, that's the one thing that could have happened and she wasn't going to win. Like, anything yeah. – if, if Jewel had one point short of that scoring record, then they probably would have still gave it to her. But Either way, point is Reiner might record, be a bit motivated, but plus 320 for a double-double, I don't hate that. I mean, I am Parker. FanDuel's offering two. They're offering Howard twenty plus points and Griner twenty plus points at plus three eighty five. So you know, segueing in what we were talking about, if you think Ryan Howard's going to go off tonight, which I do, which means the opposite's going to happen, and you shouldn't. But if you do, the plus three eighty five is there for both of them to have twenty points. So I like that. All right. Uh... I got one other one too. Before okay. we move on. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, everybody knows what I'm doing unless the time is over eight and a half. So it's like, I mean, it, it just went eight and a half. So I'll just go ahead and take eight and a half and plus one. Scott and I have yeah. hinted at we think it's going to be a high scoring game. So I think Bonner's going to have more than two and a half threes. I don't know if Scott's with me on that or not, but she's been chucking them lately. Plus 122. I think anything she definitely, she is automatic for at least two a game. So why not the half point against a weak team like this? 
or that or the half three. So two and a half threes over plus one twenty two. And to go back to Gendy's point, she's had she's not had a game with less than two threes since oh, what is this? June 6th against the Aces. That is the last time she's not had a game of at least two. She's gone five for seven, two for seven, two for four, two for five, two for five, two for four, three for seven, two for six, two for five, three for four, six for 12, and two for seven. So very, very solid floor there for Dewana Bonner and her over two and a half threes. I like that play. Scott, anything else for you? Uh, I was tempted by a performance double. They have AT 15 plus points and Connecticut to win at plus 126. The points can be a bit of a concern, but the last couple games she has done well scoring, 19, 22, and 16. And the 16 was only in 23 minutes. So last two games, she did play north of 37 minutes. She played 38 and 39. You can argue about a blowout, so maybe that could be an issue. But plus 126, I don't hate it. All right. Other than that, let's get into lock, dog, and prop time. Go ahead and end the show there. I will go ahead and kick us off then. For my lock, let's go with the Minnesota Lynx, Atlanta Dream, under first half, under 86 and a half. See that at minus 108. think this is a lower scoring game. I am backing that that movement on the total, that reverse line move on the total. I've already thought that these two teams are a little bit more streaky team, so I expect to see a lot of misses here. And so I'll go ahead and I'll take that and back that play. That's my lock from a dog. I wish I could alt Cheyenne Parker's rebounds to 10. Like, cause that, cause that's what, so her double double is plus 125, but that feels like really mispriced. Wait, who's double double? Cheyenne Parker is plus 125. Wait, so Parker's is 125, but eight plus rebounds is even money. Yeah, that's what sense. I'm saying. That's not that's yeah. that's not an accurate representation of what that should be. So that should be closer to like 175 or two to one. Yeah, definitely. So let's see here, and what can I do on bet three six five with a rebounds? Oh, I don't even have her listed. Great, that's great. All right, well, I guess I'm not doing that, but. I, I can't take that plus 125. That just doesn't sound right. I should be able to get a lot more for that. So I will pivot for the dog to... Who do I think has a game today? Mikaela on the day for 15 is very, very interesting. I will go with – oh, Shia did almost get me 20 last time I called her. I should, should I run that back? I could potentially run that back. Do you feel or, like running it back? No, I'm just going to take Nafis Collier. Give me Nafis Collier plus 220 for 25-plus points. Like, uh, this is this is a vast, vast underplay on her. Maybe it's because they think the game's going under, so they got to bring her prop down. But I'm getting plus 220 for her to get 25, and this Dream Team has let the best person on the team be able to score for the past few games now. You heard me talk about it earlier. Uh, Horston was the best player, the best scorer on the team at that point in time because Jewel Lloyd didn't play that game. She got 20-plus. I think it was 23 or something like that. 28 for Kalia Copper. 
25 for NECA when she played. She had another game with 20 in there as well. So I'm taking plus 220 in the Collier. It's over 20, well, 25 plus points. That's my dog. For my player prop, I won't give out the Alyssa Thomas play because we all know that. But I'm stuck on Cheyenne Parker, so I'm just going to call it and I'm going to play it. Cheyenne Parker, over 7.5 rebounds, sorry, over 7.5 rebounds plus 100, even money. Let's kick it over to Gindy. What are your lock, dog, player prop? All right, so for my lock, I really like Connecticut in the first quarter minus two and a half points. I I, I don't think that game's going to be even close by the end of the first quarter already. So I'm going to lock in minus two and a half. I've had a lot of luck with playing first quarters individually and for three nights in a row, I've lost on one quarter parlays. So I've, I've seen a lot of luck there individually. So let's go Connecticut minus two and a half, minus 105 as the lock. Um, for my dog, everybody get a piece of paper out and lock in and get ready for this. So DraftKings is offering 50% on single game parlay, at, uh, one boost on 50% single game parlays over the next two nights. I'm choosing to use mine tonight. Um, and I'm doing a single-game parlay X so I can combine the two games. So I'm doing Dream minus 3.5 first half, uh, Dream over 90.5 uh, total team points, and Dream to cover the spread 5.5. So for those three for that game, it's plus 215. And then for the second game tonight, Sun Mercury, I'm taking the Sun minus 7.5, the Sun over – uh, 86 and a half total team points and the sun minus five and a half first half. Those t- all together is plus 955 without the 50% figured in because I'm not logged in on my computer. So give or take. It's about 1,400. Yeah. And I don't see why it doesn't happen. Let's have some fun. And I think it's a max bet of $25 or 50. I can't remember. They I don't do it all five bucks. So, oh, so. DraftKings yeah, has me on the uh, limit list, so that's, that's I gotta get limited good. on every single boost. But but they don't off they don't do it often, so I'm going to take advantage of it. So hopefully you had a piece of paper out, and then my prop I really like this Bonner over two and a half threes at plus one twenty two. So give me that as my prop. All right, Scott, close us out. All right, uh, I'm going to steal your play that you did not give out in this section, but you asked for earlier in the show. I'm going to go with Connecticut first half team total over 43 and a half. Uh, I like that number. I once again think that Connecticut's going to do what they want offensively. The Mercury, once again, might drag the total down themselves. I'll take them out of the equation. But Connecticut, I do like to get out to a quick lead. Uh, We know that the Mercury are a really bad first half team. So give me Connecticut first half team total over 43 and a half as my lock. My prop is going to be your prop. I'm going to take Parker over seven and a half rebounds at at uh, even money. I just think that number's too low. I'll take the over there. And for my prop, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. Uh, the line feels a bit short. It's the first time they've ever offered it, but I am going to take it for fun. It's the inaugural prop. We've never had it before. Give me AT triple double at plus 320. All right. Inaugural prop there for Wait, so that's yeah, okay. All right, that's your dog. That's my dog. Plus three twenty. Plus three twenty dog. All right, so we got we got some very hefty jo- dogs. Uh, if you didn't 
take a piece of paper to write down all of what Gindy has listed in his dog for today, <laughs> uh, you can rewind this and check that out. But the short, the shorthanded version, he likes the dream to score a lot of points and win, and he likes kinetic to score a lot of points and win. That's the exactly. shorthanded version of it. So there, there you, you know go. what? I'm feeling generous today, and I'll put a plug in for our Discord. I will put it in the Discord. All right, there you go. SG, go look it. Go look for it. SG.pn slash Discord to get in there and check everything out. Appreciate y'all for hopping on. Other than that, he's at Right Show Radio. He's at Gindiana Jones. I'm at Really Real underscore underscore. If you haven't already, like the video. Give us a like on our YouTube. We are on YouTube if you haven't been catching us live. We also have the podcast version that is releasing shortly, and so you'll have that. And if you're listening to this on podcast, just go ahead and drop us a review. Wherever you listen to your podcast, drop us a review real quick. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. I'm just going to end it like this. We are out of here. <laughs>